Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post-game show, part of the Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. And you know what else we got, Jim? We got a win. It's about damn time. <laughs> the very first win on the Pittsburgh Baseball Now. So, again, we've been over since we've came over here. So, yeah, <laughs> it's been bad. No, it's great. Um, I mean, we haven't had we haven't had a win to talk about since we've started this. So no, yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I guess we're supposed to be happy. <laughs> we're supposed yeah, to talk about right. good things. It's it's but, been a while. I don't really know how to. It's like I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. Just keep coming up. Yeah. Um, but yes, the Pirates win six to four in St. Louis against the Cardinals. It's been a pretty, pretty, pretty bad stretch of games. Pretty, pretty bad series against the Cardinals to start with. I mean, yesterday was no bueno. Today was Rowansy day. Not that Rowansy was too effective, but he persevered. The Pirates persevered. They win today's game. They battled. They used the hell out of David Bednar and squeaked out the win. And we get to talk some good stuff. So where do we want to start today? I mean, you got to start with Bednar. They they ended with Bednar, so we'll we'll start with yeah. Bednar. I mean, he came in so excellent usage from Sheldon. We get on him when he makes mistakes, but you know it means we need to praise him when he does something good. He brings in Bednar in the seventh inning tonight um, to face two, three, four. I think is where where he started. So. Two runners, you know, mm -hmm. Will Crow couldn't finish the seventh. So Bednar comes in with one out and two runners on in the seventh. Heart of the Cardinals order coming up. And he gets the job done. Holds holds ground in the seventh. And then it, at that point, I was like, okay, well, he'll at least go out for the eighth, right? I'm um, thinking the same thing. You know, and, and then it's like, well, we're going to find somebody for the ninth. It's going to be <laughs> Stratton again. You know, it's like. Yeah, right. Yes, but then he gets through the eighth. Um, he's at like I think he was, was at thirty-two pitches or something like that after after two somewhere in that area, um, or maybe twenty-eight pitches. Like it wasn't a, an absurd amount, but right, right. You know, it, was, it wasn't fifty for, like that other outing. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then he gets back into the dugout after the eighth. No one starts warming up, and it's like. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get an eight-out save out of David Bednar, um, and then he comes out for the ninth. Like first runner gets first hitter gets on base. Chavis, you know, misplayed a grounder. They rolled it a hit. Should have been an error, but whatever. First runner gets on, um, but then and then it's Paul Goldschmidt. Paul, who's just otherworldly right now, um, has just been killing the Pirates all season, and Bednar gets him to ground into a five-four-three double play. Yes, and then after that, it's like 
All right, we got this. He gets Nolan Arenado swinging, uh, strikeout swing to end the game. Just an unbelievable, gutsy performance out of David Bednar. Like, I love it. I love the guy. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. love the guy. Like, and you know what he's got? What's he's he got, got that dog in him. He does. His, his that dog in him is through the roof. Yes. Um, and it's making all like the other how- dogs go crazy. It's just so great, though, like having just a complete shutdown reliever like him with the mentality that he has. The fact that he's like from Pittsburgh, too, just kind of like makes it all just awesome. Um, It's the perfect it's the perfect embodiment of everything. You know, like you said, he's from Pittsburgh. He comes out to renegade like he's just a pure Yinzer. You know, we saw the Cubs series who is like F them. Right. I mean, he like has a pure hatred of the other NL Central teams. Which, I mean, I'm sure he hates deep down inside the Cardinals as well. Like, he's not going out there to pitch to his job. He's going out there to pitch and murder who's on the other side because he hates them. And, right, like, he is the Pittsburgh guy and just how good he is. I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to see this type of performance day in and day out from any pitcher. And, of course, a closer. He's so, so good. Yeah. Um, there, there's going to be so many – like and and we talk about it a little bit. Like, people t- teams are going to be calling about David Bednar. Like, he's he's a, he is an impact reliever um, that anybody in a playoff race is going to want. Um, but like, he's going to cost so much. There's no team who's who could poten- who who could possibly give up enough talent for David Bednar. There's no way. Like. He is so valuable right now to this team. I honestly think if if David Bednar weren't on the Pirates, how many games have we played this year? 62. Yep. Pirates would be 0 and 62 without <laughs> David Bednar. <laughs> we wouldn't have a single win all year. Like he I mean, is- I'm not going to say he's accounted for 25 <laughs> of the wins, but you make a good point. But, like, every win the Pirates have, basically, like, David Bednar is involved. And let's talk and, about that, like too, right? Like, like, in his usage, right? It, it sounds – here's yeah. what's crazy, okay? We have given props to Sean on his bullpen usage. And he has certainly at times shown he has some made, made some good decisions. And then he's made some really bonehead decisions, right? But it seems as if – he gives you like three or four, maybe that's too much, maybe two or three like really, really bad decisions, right? Leads to the bad games. And then like there's the one game where we can win and it's just like he holds on to David Bednar for dear life. Like you, yeah. have, to, yeah. you have to bring this home for me. I need this win. You're going out for an eight, an eight out save. So I just looked it up. The Pirates have won seven games that David Bednar has not pitched in. Yikes. <laughs> okay. You make a valuable. I, I, mm, I felt like there would be more than that. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Man, you, like, could, you could argue David Ben already how has like an 18 war. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, seriously. Like how many of those 18 other wins? It's, it's would have been losses. It, it would have been. We know it would have been losses. We've seen the other guys. Because it's not like he's just coming in to like pitch and like pick up 
easygoing three out saves when the Pirates are up by three runs in the ninth. Like he's coming in to face the heart of the order. It multiple multiple times it's it's more than three outs, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like he's it's incredible how valuable he is to this team. I don't like like I I, I was you know being a little facetious obviously when I said 0 62, but but it's damn near like, close. Do the Pirates do the Pirates have ten less wins? Without David Bednar on this team, <laughs> again, think about it. If he's if he's been in that many games, yeah, and we see how he's used, you could probably argue it might be ten, because what else is being used outside of him? And again, it's how 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 good he is. Yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, he's got a ten. He's got a ten WAR right now, at least. <laughs> he does. <laughs> They need to redefine but, war by David yeah. Bednar standards. So he, so he's the story today. I mean, obviously it was Rowanzi day, and, and you know we want to talk about him a little bit too. But God, like just unbelievable performance by David Bednar. Right, right. But I'm with you. I want to like discuss awesome. that too. When he yeah. came in the seventh, I fully felt like. So again, this is props to Shellen. You know what? You are going for the win now. This was something we certainly, and I know a lot of people on Twitter as well, like people were discussing and talking about, like the, the, the closer role in that sense. Like it has to be the ninth inning. Like why not put your best pitcher in the most meaningful situation or potentially the most meaningful? And like at that point in time, taking out Will Crow with two guys on one out, that was a crucial moment. So putting in David Benner at that point, I was like, kudos. Like, like Shelton's doing the right thing. But to your point, like you were saying as well, I did not anticipate him going the distance. I felt like, okay, I'm putting you in now. You'll also go the eighth, and then we'll figure out the ninth, which still would have been the correct move. But again, like Shelton just wrote out this arm. You're going to do it, and it's just mind-boggling how many – like he led it. He led the majors with the most six-out saves, I feel like, in April. (laughs) And, yeah. and like, it's just like he continues to keep doing it and it gets more and more. So today he maxed it out with an eight out save. Like, I think, I think the 50 pitch performance was a seven out save. If I'm correct. No, I think that was just, was that just six? No. Yeah. He, this is the first time he's done. He's done more than two. Six, that was a six out save. Okay. Then, um, then never mind. So this is the first. Yeah. Th- okay. So an eight out save. So is even bigger than that. So an eight out save, like I'm just, I'm blown away. And we're not going to get in tonight, but there's certainly discussion. We've had our own about whether you trade Bednar or not. And I'm not saying this deadline, but in the next year, and, and like you said about the value, whatever, you can have those debates. We're not going to do it tonight. But regardless, like, are you also kind of nervous and worried about this? Because it seems like it, like Derek Shelton, again, just manages poorly and then manages like he's in the World Series. And David Bednar, I'm using you all max again, these, these eight outs. And it's like, how, how many times can you do this in until something bad happens? Well, I think it just goes to show this, this is a bad team. And like the only way that they can win a game is if they're, if it's being managed, like it's game seven of a world series, like they can't just win a normal baseball game. Every single part of the game, (laughs) unless they're on the West coast. Yeah. Well, even That's then, true. like Bednar is doing six out saves and 50 <laughs> pitches, true. right? Like every single game that, that the this team has like a chance of winning is just like 
micromanaged to a point where like they they absolutely like the season's gonna end if they don't win this game um and it, it's it's like that every every win every and we talked about at the beginning of the year too it was the same way where it was like okay starters getting pulled will crow or dylan peters coming in like it was like this set formula that they had to win games and it's the same i mean today look at it four and a third innings by Contreras, go to will crow two innings and then instead of finding like that next guy to bridge the gap they were just like screw it david bednar go get eight outs and right it worked because david bednar is as the kids say david bednar is him he is him <laughs> and, and I guess if you're if you're not winning a lot of games, then you can you can win games and you can play games like this. I mean, David Bednar p- pitched one time in the last week. He can throw forty six pitches if he wants to. I don't, I don't right. see it. The problem is the game that he pitched in was meaningless, and the game that he should have pitched in, yeah, there could have been a win. And, and I mean, again, he, that just goes to, that yeah. brings the point up. Like mm-hmm. you, you kind of gave a game away, and and so be it. Now you're on a nine game losing streak, and Shelton's like, we're not losing this one. I'm putting all my chips in, David Bednar. Here you go, eight outs, get it done, yeah. and he does. So, I, I, again, we could talk for hours upon hours about David Bednar. I want to because genuinely, I like the guy. He seems like a very, very elite pitcher. Like, not even a good one. I mean, he's in that status now. Like, you could probably argue he might be what, top five closer in, in baseball right now. Yeah, I mean, sadly, I, don't, I, don't I guess could. the other one might be Clay Holmes, but. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're having a, a conversation about the best closers in baseball, you have to have David Bednar in there. Yeah. I mean, he's – today was his 11th save. He's 11 for 12 in save opportunities. Um, he's got a 1.14 earned run average. And, and like I said, the way he does it, right? Like he's not just going out there and picking up easy saves – He's yeah. working for these saves. He's pitching multiple innings. He's already accumulated one full F war on the year. Um, and like I said, if we're like really measuring how many games the Pirates, like how many games you see one, like it's it's more than one, right? <laughs> you know, and, and like and so just to kind of talk here again, like he's already amassed thirty one point two innings pitched. Mm-hmm. He's a closer on a bad team where you don't get many opportunities. To close out games, right? So, so again, like this guy's pitched basically 32 innings this year. <laughs> that's yeah, this is a lot. So, so again, like I'm also saying too, it's not as if it's like, oh, it's it's, it's so small sample. Like he's having a good stretch because he's been good last year as well. He's showing he's just phenomenal this year, and like the role and how it can be used is is phenomenal. So yes, I mean he, I think you can definitely say without. Sound like an idiot, right? Or just like you're at home or whatever. Like he's probably he's a top five baseball or closer in baseball. Yeah, and I mean, the, I don't think the usage is anything like completely egregious, like by any means. I mean, we're we're a good ways into the season. I mean, if we look at, I don't know, let me let me pull up Taylor Rogers. Like Taylor Rogers has 19 saves, right? And he has 26 innings. So it's not like Bednar's thrown way more than other closers in baseball, right? Um, uh, let's see. Josh Hader has thrown. Uh, da, da, da. Where's his stats? Okay. Hader's only thrown 19 innings. 
That's weird. Phenomenal Crazy. innings. But yeah. Yeah. Well, Very that's also innings. because the Brewers are losing just as much as the Pirates right now, too. Yeah, true. But like looking at other closers, I mean, uh, Kenley Jansen, 28 innings. Like, I mean, he's, it's not like he's like heads and shoulders above everybody else when it comes to the innings pitched. So I, I'm not too, too worried about just like his usage. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's right in line with pretty much every other elite closer out there. Cool, cool, cool. So. All right. So, again, like I said, we could talk Benar for days, but let's move on. So, right, I guess yep. it was Romans Day. What did you make of his start? Uh, I, I, I certainly feel as if we could talk before. It wasn't his best stuff, but, like, his first start, his second start, like, it wasn't his best, but he saw it as a good pitcher. He got through it. Today, I felt like it wasn't the best stuff, but he was getting through it to a point until, you know, run score. And he didn't have the best defense behind him as well. And Yeah, I mean, the fastball was getting hit pretty hard today. Um, I felt like the rest of the stuff did okay. But, yeah, he, like the, the one difference today as opposed to other games is he didn't really get a lot of swings and misses. Um, so it could could have been a myriad of things. Like on the broadcast, they were talking a lot about how, you know, maybe if there was something with his grip, right? I mean, it was very hot and humid. So maybe it was yeah. just, you know, he, and, you know, you saw the same thing with Flaherty too. Like I was both say, yeah. weren't really all that sharp. Um, and I mean, it was Flaherty's first start coming back after, you know, like basically a year and a half off. Um, but I don't know exactly how to take it because because yeah he clearly was off with his with his stuff today he was off with his command when it was in the zone it was getting hit um, it, it definitely it was probably his worst start of the season I would say um, for, just from like getting hit hard um, not missing bats three walks only two strikeouts um, but this is also a really good Cardinals lineup too so. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't, it's he a good Cardinals lineup that yeah. is just absolutely on fire as well. Right. Like, yeah. Good Cardinals lineup on fire. Um, like he wasn't terrible. He kept the pirates in the game. Right. I mean, he, by no means were the pirates out of it. I mean, we, the pirates, we came up, we went up for nothing. And then he gave up three run, three earned runs, four mm-hmm. runs, but to make a tie. But, you know, I mean, if you're giving up four or less runs in a start, you're at least, giving your team an opportunity. And so it was at least good to see again, we've said this a couple of times where when you clearly don't have it, but you're at least good enough to keep your team in the game. Right. And so like, that's what we saw today. Mm-hmm. He clearly didn't have his best stuff, but he was able to keep the team in the game, pick up some outs. Will Crow came on, did a good job. And I said, then Bednar was able to finish it off. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know how to how to assess that because I said he, he it could have been it could have been the heat and humidity. I mean, it was St. Louis isn't too far from me, and today in Louisville it was like 107 heat index, so it's probably about the same in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, and now mind you, again, like yeah. of course I live in Jacksonville, right? But wasn't it 95 with a heat index even like in Pittsburgh for 107? Like it was crazy yeah. all over the place. It was warmer in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was warmer everywhere else than it was today in Jacksonville. So, yeah, so it's uh. It's like, it's like the gates of hell right now across the, <laughs> the central United States. So uh, yeah, 
Yeah, but hopefully. I kind of took it away a little bit too. Like, you know, it wasn't his best start, but even with that, and I felt like maybe the conditions, as you're saying, because you saw on the other end, like Flaherty just, I mean, he threw a ball, it seemed like 13 feet in the air as he's pitching. Yeah. Hell, Marcano threw a Marcano ball 13 ball, feet in yeah. the air. Right. So, uh, so yeah, like maybe it had a little bit to do with that, and I'm okay with it. And again, like what we've seen from Rowan's, he's looked every bit as advertised. If this is his worst start to date, I mean, this wasn't a terrible start by any means. So, and it was against a team that's on fire, and he settled them down good enough for the Pirates to get out a win. So, like, good on him. Yeah. No, it was, uh, again, like his, his probably the worst we've seen him, but he was good enough to keep the Pirates in the game. And then the bullpen did the job um, to uh, to pick up the win. Yeah, and the offense the offense came through today. Right. Well, it was a hot day, yeah. and you know, you know who else is hot? Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Good. He's segue. on fire. He's on absolutely fire. on fire. He is the reason why that <laughs> it absolutely. feels like the gates of hell because he's in the Midwest right now, and just the, the heat's just you know coming off of him and just warming up the entire country. Yeah, what is he not, now? Four oh four in the month of June. Is that what it was that I? It's so high that I don't even think it can be calculated. It can't be calculated. Right. No, but he had two more hits today, and they were yeah, they four oh four in the month yeah, of June. Triple and a homer today. <laughs> so, um, just absolutely smashing the ball. I. I we, you know, we joked earlier in the week, was it earlier in the week or last week about his June, you know, his June numbers. And uh, the dude's going to, like, if he keeps this up, I mean, him and Paul Goldschmidt are both just on fire. It's going to be a crazy NL June player of the month race if he, can, good if point. he can keep this up. Yeah. You know, because his June has just been insane. And so has Goldschmidt's, but right, like Reynolds in June has been. So, and, and again, like I'll let you, you will point it out too, but we've talked about his way to run creative plus. We talked about like his season and how much his June is affecting his season. Jim, our boys on track. <laughs> like wh- what April? <laughs> what May? Yeah. Like he's, like, if you were to just, if you were to just look at his numbers now and, you know, if you would have said, hey, April 1st, opening day, Say, hey, you know what? On June 15th, Brian Reynolds is going to have 11 home runs, 122 weighted runs created plus. You'd say, all right, that's I'd take that. Like, yeah, right. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's right. not what last year was, but you can assume there might be like a little bit of an adjustment. You know, I mean, right. 122 is nothing to sneeze at. Like, it's still very productive. Yeah. But just a few weeks ago, we we're all talking about what's wrong with Brian Reynolds and is he going to turn this around? And maybe just he's a an odd year person, right? The evens are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, one twenty two way runs created plus. It's just like, oh no, that's Brian Reynolds. He's the leader of the Pirates. He's this is the reason why he was involved all the trade chips talks because he's just an elite type of player. Yeah, I mean, right now, um, you know, if you if you looked right now today, he's the tenth best hitting outfielder in the national league Jeez. well there's still 15 more days in in june jim yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> i mean geez he's gonna get up to like number three by the end of the month there you go book it yeah no but so like his he's just been throughout this losing streak he's been the one just complete bright spot 
because uh, I said this this road trip has not been good, but he even has... Hayes is really struggling. I mean, is two more going... strikeouts today, but he also had a triple. He, I mean, he did, walk. but he's striking like, out a lot right now too. Uh, he had a I... triple and a walk. He had, a, I mean, he had a good game. Um, I haven't really looked at like his June numbers. But so before I yesterday, like I knew he was. He had seven strikeouts in the last seventeen plate appearances. That was before yesterday, and again yesterday it looked good. Yeah. Um, without doing the math on the top of my head right now, but again, two more strikeouts today. So I mean, yeah, he did have the triple and the walk. Like I definitely get that, but there's still some struggle striking out a little bit more recent than he has yeah. been. You know, today does add to it, even though he did have the triple, like you said, and he, you know he got in the run early on too. Like he was part of the reason the Pirates were up two nothing to begin with, mm-hmm. which was very nice to see. Um, no, he, he was hitting 196 in June going into this game, so okay, yeah, he's, he's definitely been down a little bit. Um, but hey, you, you know what else was, was nice to see and happening? Not that it was good to see on the Pirates side, there's still errors happening right and left for the Pirates, but you know what? They happened to the Cardinals today. The Pirates just buttoned their way around the bases. <laughs> I, I wanted yeah, to see a lot more. Old, that was that the second inning that, that it happened? was, yeah. Um, yeah, Heineman, who's just like a bunt specialist, basically, just like the best bunter in the world. Um, bunted one. They rolled it as a sacrifice bunt with an error. Mm. I think I, I think you could have given him a hit on it too, uh, but they rolled a sacrifice bunt in an error, and that kind of started things. And then Hoy Park bunted for a hit, and then right. Molina threw it away. So. Yeah, like, and it was essentially back. like the same thing. Like you're saying, it was really yeah. the same thing. His counted yeah. as the hit. Heineman counted as the error of the score it as. But it was like the same play, just back to back. Yeah, Pirates basically got two runs off of that. Yeah. So that was that was fun. It was very fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, two errors back to back plays there. The Pirates also made two errors today too. Um it probably should have been three. Or I was going to say two. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was ruled was two. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't a very clean defensive game. Um, but, you know, again, I mean, Crow Crow was one of the errors was Crows. And, you know, we were able to kind of get around that. Um, yeah. And then Marcano with a, with a bad error as well, but ended up not costing him. Yeah, I mean, he made like a great play at second. Like he got that out, yeah. and then just you know, as he's jumping, it. I mean, it just sailed it over Chavis's head. Like there was yeah. no way Chavis was getting to that. There was no way. That was like Chavis was playing first base, like five feet over his head. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, that just is what it is. And but then again, and also like you said, Bednar got around it, didn't do any damage, and then Chavis it wasn't an error, but Chavis made a bad play at first. Persevere through that, right? As as Ben Art ended up getting the save and such. So yeah, like there, there still again was just poor defense. I feel everywhere. It's just like yeah. that's also one of the themes I feel I'm getting from the Pirates right now. It's just very, very poor defense everywhere, especially the shortstop position. Just saying. if only they had a shortstop in AAA. Who could maybe at least do what they're doing defensively and certainly maybe more offensive. But we won't get into that. We won't yeah. get into that. Well, we can a little bit. So just, no. I mean, just to be clear here, <laughs> you know, it's basically today. Today's pretty much the day where it's like 
if they were to call up O'Neill Cruz right now, Super Two's not happening. Like he he has been down long enough. It ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So now it's just a matter of when's it gonna be. I think it needs like it needs to be, and I think it will be Friday. I still think it's gonna be Friday. If they don't call him up Friday, then the only thing that they're worried about really is they don't want him to be in the top two for rookie of the year. So yep. they lose the whole year of service time. Cause right now, you know, there's no one who has, who has taken the reins of the NL rookie of the year race. And if he comes up and he hits like we think he can, uh, he, he could definitely do it. And that's going to kind of screw the pirates <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if that happens. So uh, I still, th- I, I don't see how you can keep him down any longer. Like I don't, I don't think you can do it anymore. Like you, the the you you've, you you're done with Super Two. Like you, you just can't you can't leave him down anymore. Like this team needs him. The shortstop position is just a complete train wreck right now. It is, and he's playing well. He's been playing well now sustainably for like seven weeks, like six to seven weeks yeah. now. Where like he's been playing good baseball. April fifth that that weekend, yeah. or April. I'm sorry, May fifth. Right. So like let's let's get this let's get this going. Come on. I'm with you. I, I know I was a little more cynical on that, but it, it leads to more reasons. And like you said about Super Two, I, I just truly feel it will be longer. And we're not going to go too deep into this tonight as well. But I do just for that reason. I, I do feel that it's not going to be this weekend. I hope I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, but the whole point of keeping them down is for service time reasons. Mm-hmm. And if you bring them up now when no one's really running away with the NL rookie of the year top stuff, right? He potentially could come up here and hit his way into a top two. And then the whole time keeping down there was a moot point because now you gain a year of service time and whatever. So I, I half jokingly, but also seriously penciled in that June 28, 20, whatever it is that the, the Milwaukee series, the four game series, it's a weekend at home. Kutch comes back to town. It's fireworks going off. O'Neill Cruz comes up. And, and that is only a few months that you have to worry about instead of like, you know, a couple months and a half with, with Cruz. So, again, you know, I don't – I don't know. I, I personally feel like it might be longer. But I hope I'm wrong. But regardless. I mean, if we're looking at like projection systems – they were calling up right now, and he gets. Let's say he plays ninety games. There, you're looking like just 1. if he 5 plays 1. to his projections, it's like two point seven. Oh wait, yeah, because in his projections he didn't have the full year. Right, in his projections in his rest of the year projections he has sixty three games played. Okay, so if you, if you just if you prorated over ninety games, it would be like a two. It would be two point seven WAR. And in two point seven war, you're square. You're squarely in the running for rookie of the year, right? Like, right. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so again, like I, I, I do yeah. feel that's a real concern, and I feel like that's why you're maybe hearing a lot of this stuff because the more and more I hear them talk about, we're getting there, we're getting there, and of course, everyone's saying, "Oh, they'll magically get there," you know, super two. I feel like they're saying this to warn you that. He's getting there because we're still not here yet. 
that's why you're getting that because when you find out that it's not going to be this weekend and it's not going to be next week, it's because we're, we're getting there and he's getting to where we need him to be. He's not there yet though, because no one's there yet for the rookie of the year status. He's got to work on pinch hitting. Oh gosh, no, (laughs) don't, don't tell me that. God. All right. Listen, it's a Pirates win. Let's let's get this positive yeah. right. We don't get to do this much often. Back to the win. We get to talk yeah. about O'Neill in two weeks when he's still out here. So back to the win. Hoy right. Park got a hit, bunt he, single. How about he that? Did I guess right? Yeah, sure. Cal Mitchell, Cal Mitchell, nice RBI base hit as well. Um, you know he continues his reign of terror against Cardinals fans who apparently just hate him for some reason because they think that he should have just given himself up. And just struck out just because last night, right? So that the no hitter could dumb. have happened. So it's just dumb. What a loser mentality. <laughs> Here, one thing too. I'll, I mean, we've said it a couple of times. That swing of his, it's so pretty. Like his single today, it literally. I saw it happen. And I was like, "That's Pedro Alvarez. That's a that's oh, Pedro boy. Alvarez's swing." Like go back, th- like go back and look at his single and just yeah. be like, "That's Pedro." Now that's. That's exactly what it looked like. It's exact swing. Um, it's just if so he pretty. could get so Pedro pretty. Power, yeah, that would be good. That would be real good. That'd be but I then like I I promise go back. Anybody watching this, go watch his RBI single and just be like, that's that's Pedro Alvarez. It was the it was an ex, the exact same swing. They looked identical. Nice. I'll have to do that. Um, but other than that, like we pretty much touched everything. Kanan Smith and Jigba yeah. again today started. Um, drew a big walk and mm-hmm. scored. I, I, so far, I think he's been looking pretty good. Like putting together good at bats, getting on base. He's got he only has that one hit, I think, but four twenty nine on base percentage right now. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, that's a small sample gets you. He's got an eight twenty nine OPS. Extremely <laughs> small sample. That's what we can go and base off of. I'll, I'm with you. Like, there's there's a difference yeah. between like what I'm seeing out of him and Swaggerty, right? Yeah, they both had limited at bats, but I think we all agree. I mean, I would have rather have seen Swaggerty got more opportunities than what he did, but in the limited opportunities that he got, he didn't look that comfortable up there. When you see Ken um, Smith and Jigma, he he certainly does. So yeah. I'm happy for him. You know, again, like it's, it's funny where we started the season where it's just like we have Anthony Alford in the, in the outfield. Like there's Greg Allen. Like there's this plethora of just terrible outfielders. Where's outfielders going to come from? Like you can't bank on Swaggerty. And, mm-hmm. and now again, like I'm not saying you can bank on any of these guys, but it, there's a crop of outfielders that are here. They're playing. And, you know, at least with Sawinski, I mean, Reynolds is already, of course, there, but at least with Sawinski, Cal Mitchell, Ken Smith and Jigma even count Swaggerty and like they're all up here. There's opportunities. Maybe we could find a couple that could stick. So I mean, there's a lot of positive to take out of that. I agree. I, I, I'm looking forward to just seeing more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Swinski's been in a little bit of a slump the past few games, um, but yeah, give me more Mitchell. Give me more Swinski. Give me more Smith and Jigma. I want. I want to see these guys. And as much as. You know, it's true. Like, he's been this, this slump, right? I mean, I mean, still defensively. Like, how about that play? I know we need to talk about but that that catching me yesterday in the outfield and center. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I mean, still like def- that glove just mm-hmm. certainly plays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the, in the power, the power is there too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Good stuff. We finally broke the losing streak. Eight got eight games in a row. Maybe we can start a little winning streak coming, coming here. We'll see. I like it. I like uh, it a lot. Off, get, off day tomorrow. Off day tomorrow. And then we've got a series against the Giants this weekend. So I think O'Neill Cruz is going to be here this weekend. So let's, let's hope. I hope he's going to be here. I hope and I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Zach Thompson starts Friday. Um, Bednar gets you know a day off to rest his arm. Will Cole gets eight. a day off. Uh, if, but, if, um, yeah. if Thomas Thompson doesn't get pulled after 70, 67 pitches, 60, yeah, 67. then um, Bednar will be good for a nice you know one outing, one inning save, yeah. I should say. Uh, no probable pitcher for the Giants yet on Friday, but uh, Thompson, Quintana, Keller this weekend against the Giants. It's a good matchup. It's a good one, two, three. Yep. Like it. What will we have? Like, I mean, again, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the. <laughs> oh, I guess the only option is JT and Rowansy. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever. We just we have five aces. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's bad. I'm bringing the t-shirt back. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anything else? No, no. I guess just like you said, the off day tomorrow. So check out NS9 Live will be on. Um, so we'll have NS9 our regular podcast as scheduled. Is there a special guest confirmed yet? Um, I need to confirm it, but we do have a special guest lined up. Okay. So, so yeah. tune in. I won't be on. Unfortunately, the talent's going away. You're left with just Jim Tyler. If, I apologize. If, yeah, Denaro's not going to be on tomorrow, so that way you know it's going to be a really good show. The production quality. Me and Tyler and our guest. Yes. Be good. Stay tuned tomorrow, 9 o'clock, live. Be on for our regular podcast. Um, and then we're back for the postgame shows on Friday. So I guess till then, until the next Pirates win, see you later. See you guys. Oh, 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 oh,